make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness, enthusiasm. Ooh, it feels good to be back after a little delay in our, our podcast. I mean, there was some stuff going on in, in the world and, and yeah, but <laughs> we, we, we are back and with a vengeance because there was some uh, some good football I thought this week. Uh, maybe not as many close games as some people would have liked, but I thought, you know, a lot of intriguing storylines popped up. You know, I know Scott Hansen was disappointed by the lackluster witching hour, but uh, I, I thought there were some great games. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, hey, it was a it was a fun week to watch football. Uh, there are a few upsets. There are a few games that are pick them. We went against each other on a few of them. Uh, Patriots, Jets. I lone wolf the Jets, and Joe Flacco nearly made me put on the wolf hat. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, there were some crazy fantasy performances from guys like Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, and you can go down the list and we'll go through a bunch of games with that. Um, I, I know for a fact uh, Alex saw me get very emotionally invested in the football team versus Giants game when Alex Smith came in. Um, that was a heartbreaker, and we can go into that game too. But um, – I will save that overreaction for later. How are you doing, Reed? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, like I told you all before, I unfortunately didn't get to watch a ton of football, but the two games that I did sit down and watch all of were the Steelers-Cowboys and then the Saints-Bucks, which I, you know, on paper looked to be one of the better games of the weekend. And then I just, I don't know what happened to the Bucks. Just all, all three phases were thoroughly outplayed by the saints and tom yeah, brady I, did not look good definitely a surprising game there so why don't we start with that game actually uh it is the headliner the sunday night game one everybody was looking forward to i mean sunday night games usually deliver especially when they're they look like this but this one was uh, was kind of a dud uh and i don't think anybody expected the the saints to just romp the bucks like they did uh, Reed, what was your main takeaway here? Are you worried about the Bucks, or you think the Saints are now the, the favorites in the NFC, or both? I mean, I don't think the Saints are the favorite in the NFC as a whole, just because they've had they've had some stinkers of their own. It just it just felt like something was off with the Bucks. I mean, you don't want to read too much into the Antonio Brown influence on the locker room, but I mean, they were fully healthy this Sunday night, weren't they? Did they was Chris Godwin back? I couldn't. Godwin was back. He, you know, he had a splint on his finger, so he wasn't, you know, hundred percent. But okay, pardon me for not knowing, because even if he was back, he didn't make much of an impact. Um, but I mean, Tom Brady's throwing way too many targets to Gronk, who can't get any separation. I mean, he's had a couple good fantasy games, but I don't think he should be a, you know, a top tier target when they have all the other weapons that they do have. But I don't know. It just, it seemed like even in the first game, the first uh, Saints Bucks game, it just looked like in all three phases, the Saints were the better team. Yeah, completely outclassed. And I know a lot, there are a lot of catches made by Saints receivers, but Traquan Smith with the catch of the game, I mean, 
uh, Emmanuel Sanders with a touchdown catch. I think that offense is just completely different with Michael Thomas out there. I also, aside from Brady's three picks that he threw, um, the penalties that the Bucks defense were were getting were just insane. I mean, I think even Taysom Hill drew him off. Shout out Taysom Hill. This has been a consistent problem for the Bucks, their their penalties. But I mean, in this game, it didn't even really matter. I mean, they weren't they weren't competitive. And I thought the defense was more shocking than the offensive struggles. I I mean, I I, I know that the Saints defense clearly has you know the number of the pay, of the of the Bucks. Sorry, I'm pulling at Steve Levy here. Uh, but uh, I mean, they they. they they dominated them in both games. Uh, I, I don't think – I think they were just some miscues on offense. I, I wouldn't be too worried about their offense. I'm not really too worried about the Bucks in general. Um, but it was just shocking to see the Saints just dominate this defense that looked like one of the best defenses in the NFL, uh, especially when, you know, Alvin Kamara didn't even have that big of a day. Neither in Michael Thomas. It was just – they consistently moved the ball, and, the, and Drew Brees was just on point. Uh, they could they could run up with Latavius Murray even and were getting yards. I mean, I, I was shocked to see how how effective the Saints' offense was with, with Drew Brees. And Drew Brees has had, put together a few nice games. I, I was saying it to, to Pep earlier. Uh, I know he struggled early on and clearly, you know, still struggles going downfield like on on deep throws and doesn't have quite the arm strength he used to. But I think he's been looked like Drew Brees where he's just been very accurate leading the offense uh, over the past past few weeks. Yeah, and it, it just reminds you of that that Saints team that made it so far uh, against the Rams, against that unfortunate play call. But I, again, 12 different receivers caught the ball. Uh, everybody looked really sharp out there. And on the defensive side, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Lattimore, I mean, all those guys were playing great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their their defense looked great. Marcus Davenport has really made an impact uh, coming back, and he's been he's been awesome as a pass rusher. And I, I think that duo with him and Cameron Jordan now kind of gives them that that front pressure that they needed to go with a, a pretty solid back end. Um, and I think their defense is starting to come together. I mean, again, it's it is just one week. Uh, they they've. Had, they've been an inconsistent defense, so may, they may just go back to you know riding this roller coaster. Um, but if their offense can be like this, I mean, I, I think you know you can count on Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas to consistently put and up, of course put up numbers. You got that Easter egg of Jameis Winston eating that W. That was say, shout out Jameis <laughs> Winston being the QB in the victory formation against his former team. Yeah, Jameis Winston revenge game. There are a lot of revenge games this weekend. <laughs> we'll get into those. Yeah, that that, that was great. Uh, at the, yeah, so Jameis Winston uh, and, and Taysom Hill getting in the action. Uh, it was great, great day for uh, for all the Saints quarterbacks. Uh, and Drew Brees pulled ahead of Tom Brady in the in the touchdown pass race. So good job. All right. So, what game do you want to move on to next? Uh, why don't we start at the the, the beginning? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this game because it was kind of a, a dud as well. But uh, the Thursday night game, Packers 49ers, uh, was there anything to take away from this game, uh, Pat? 
Uh, Devontae Adams is very good at football. <laughs> and everybody on the 49ers is dead, apparently. So, Except for Richie James. Yeah, Richie James played a heck of a game. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff Wilson, I guess that's his backfield now. But It was Jared McKinnon. Sorry. What I, happened to Hasty? How's that prediction going for you, Alex? Uh, yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I uh, didn't uh, end up trading. I almost traded for him in Dynasty. Uh, but the, the price tag was, was too much for me. I was like, I, and I, I did kind of think that people were just overlooking Derek again because like well I, I mean they were said they were giving him a rest because his legs were tired and why wouldn't they just go back to him now that now that he got that rest last week uh I, I don't know I, I thought it was it was a little bit premature a little bit hasty to go to hasty <laughs> yeah that was a that was a quality one quality yeah, one sorry. that was really <laughs> good <laughs> so uh that's why I'm uh, the lead writer of pro football. <laughs> Puns like that. That's why they pay him, folks. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. There's, there's not much else here. Aaron Rodgers has, has been great, other than a one bucks game. Uh, and I don't know if that was just an aberration. Uh, yeah. Let, let's move on. 49ers are are, are screwed. Uh, all right. Another great game here. Broncos Falcons. Um, yeah. I don't have much to say here. Uh, Falcons nearly. <laughs> Uh, gave it away there. I, I was I was shocked when I saw the the Broncos had the I, I didn't pay attention to the game and saw the Broncos had the ball with the just down seven at the end. It was like oh wow they actually have a chance. I mean there wasn't much time left, but, but still they they had an opportunity if they were competent. Apparently, so many other freaking. red zone games going on, and then just Scott Hansen goes. Let's take it to the Broncos game. And we're just like, what? What's going on? Oh, the Falcons. They falconed it up again. Yeah, apparently this is the time of year where the Falcons just start winning and actually build some sort of momentum, but it's too late. And so they just bring the momentum into next year just to inevitably (laughs) screw up that momentum at the beginning of next year. Good thing they uh, already fired uh, Dan Quinn. So then, hey, I mean, they, they look they a lot better. Save, save his job with this uh, with this run. Yeah, you know, they Todd can... Gurley though quietly having a good season. He is. He's what the RB like six. Uh, six to eight in okay. fantasy. Yeah, he's scoring a lot of a, a lot of touchdowns. It's he doesn't have a ton of volume, but or he's not like breaking off big runs. I mean, I, I don't think he really looks that great. He's fine, and he scores touchdowns. So, I mean, good for good for fantasy. I don't know that he's... In non-PPR, good. he's the fifth-ranked running back. Yeah, I'm sure, because he, he just just gets it. He knows how to get in the end zone, which uh, is, <laughs> is a skill. Like, I think uh, I, people sometimes overrate touchdowns, but then other people go the extreme opposite, where, like, they don't matter at all, and... I, I think they matter, but it's... Todd Gurley is what you were hoping Jordan Howard would be on the Dolphins. Well, Jordan Howard is like an extreme version of that, where he just doesn't yeah. <laughs> run the ball at all, except one yard long. So, it, I just think it's I. I just want to give a shout out to Todd Gurley on this podcast because I think it's impressive how he's come from Sean McVay's offense, where 
it's based on play action and you know the jet sweep fakes and all that stuff uh and he's coming into this offense and he's just like running it down their throat um and i i just i i think it's an an impressive comeback year for him even though he's on a uh very unfortunate team and a bad knee yeah yeah all right well shout out to todd Curley there let's let's move on um all right so talk <laughs> to bill um yeah that was the game uh so i i'm i'm interested in this what you guys think of this one because I did not expect I, – I made fun of Reeb. I admitted in the pick I don't know if you actually read that, Reeb, but uh, I made fun of you for taking the Bills. Um, but you were right. Bills somehow just bounced back. Their, their offense had been kind of silent for a little while, and then they just floated against the Seahawks. I mean, not a huge surprise because Seahawks defense is not good. Um, but what – what, what did you think? Was this more that the Seahawks defense is so bad or the Bills – offense is back or uh, what what's your uh, your take my take is kind of both but i'd say it's more to blame on the seahawks um for years we've seen them try to bring in all these defensive players to bolster that unit and they always mention the legion of boom this that blah 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 but they can't generate a pass rush for their life and josh allen just feasted and I think it's also a part of the Bills offense and what I've been saying and I'll keep talking about it is like I'm pretty impressed with how the Bills have built their offense and Zach Moss taking over that RB1 job it's starting to look like and last year it looked like Devin Singletary's job and earlier this year you thought Devin Singletary going in as a fantasy owner it was his job but really with Josh Allen with four touchdown passes he had, you know, a, a game that didn't look like Josh Allen. And there were no mistakes. Uh, and with the Seahawks, you know it's always going to be a high-scoring affair. But I it, I wouldn't say outclassed, but the Seahawks' defense has serious issues. Yeah, I, I definitely think that I, it, it's more uh, – some- I'm more concerned with the Seahawks defense and think they're just, I mean, I know they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Uh, I think they're, they're going to be a good team. Russ will get this team back on track, but I just don't know like what their ceiling is. I don't know if they're a real Super Bowl contender when it has to be so based on Russ's shoulders. I mean, I know they're letting Russ cook and everything, but if he just has to be perfect every game, then I don't know you, you can consistently win like that. Uh, yeah, and it, it makes a better case for his MVP. Yeah, I, I think he's still on track to win MVP, even with the poor game here. Uh, I think it's him, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes right now. Those are the, the three in the race. Um, but, I mean, if you want to throw, like, uh, the running back in there, like Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook, um, I, I guess. But I think it comes down to those three quarterbacks right now. Yeah, and we also saw that pick Russ throw in the end zone. That was just that that play had no chance, you know. Like, he, the the guy was guarded by like four guys. I I can't even remember who he was targeting, but I mean, there it it was just the Bills got the better of him that game. I have noticed yeah. Russell Wilson makes 
some random, just really poor throws or poor decisions. It happened in the Cardinals game a couple times. I think it was another interception in the end zone where it just really had no shot of being completed. And I guess that's just the side effect of letting him cook. Yeah, it's also just I feel like you fall into bad habits when you're just forced to be the hero of the team. Uh, and He knows he always has to make a play, so he sometimes tries too hard. Yeah, and also, like, can you guys recall a season where Russell Wilson wasn't running for his life because <laughs> of that offensive line? <laughs> it's gotten better. It's definitely it's a little better. Better yeah, than right. it was. I expected it to be terrible this year. They got rid of bunch of their offensive linemen but it's actually been pretty solid i mean it's been like average so i being lewis has been been really good it's working so uh i guess that's something to hang hang their hats on um and obviously their offense in general has, has been great so they they have that their defense is clearly a liability in a, in a game where you turn the ball over four times uh you're you're not gonna win that yeah, especially not with that defense. But the Bills are looking to run away with that division, I think, in the AFC East. Yeah, not I mean, a, they, they certainly have to say about it. I was about to say, Reeve, why don't you let me do my hosting duties? <laughs> I don't get to say much. I got to throw in my little, like, jabs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we go to that game? Uh, Dolphins, Cardinals, Cardinals. Uh, Tua leading the Dolphins to a victory over the Cardinals. Uh, this Dolphins team is not tanking with Tua. They're winning with Tua, which doesn't have the same ring to it, but that's uh, what they're doing. And I think Dolphins fans probably prefer that. So, uh, Reeb, what do you think uh, Tua can keep this going with the Dolphins? I mean, I was skeptical at first. I would think we all were at the decision coming off, uh, what was it, two, two win game streak? Um, for Fitzpatrick and then you know the coaches decide no that's not good enough we want to go with our rookie which you know five ten years ago would have been unheard of but it seems like that's more more and more common these days to get your your first round pick in there early or as soon as possible and it's paid off for him you know he makes plays that Fitzpatrick can't make and shockingly they've actually built a pretty decent team around him it's almost like getting draft capital helps you build a team and i was uh you know what's been impressive about this dolphins team is how you know Tua didn't have a great first start but they still won it last time this defense is really impressive and the special teams and i i think it's just you know Guys are fighting for Brian Flores, and Brian Flores is doing a great job. Um, and this team is scrappy. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fun team. You know, they're scoring on defense. I think their defense is pretty solid, and they have pieces on offense. Uh, I, I don't know; it's tough with Preston Williams going down. Not that he's like a great receiver, but they just don't have a lot of depth there. They traded away Isaiah Ford. Uh, your guy, Reed. So sad. Um, yeah. He had like they three catches all year. Of, they don't have a lot of weapons there. I mean, Matt Collins 
scoring a touchdown there at the at the end. Uh, I mean, Mike Isecki has kind of disappeared. I, I I'm hope hopeful he can come back. I know Pep, you said you were back on the the Mike Isecki train. Yeah, uh, I was. Just it was good to see a few completions to him. I didn't know who Tua was going to pick uh, as kind of his go to guy, if you will. And I hate to say this because makes me sound like a terrible football fan but i was watching it from a fantasy perspective because tight ends are so hard to come by and i was curious about the tua to mike gusecki connection if they can build on that you know you're even watching for preston williams even though he's out now and i was watching for Devonte parker um and just seeing how that offense would be run with tua um but your boy Jordan Howard, he got some touches. He got and a touchdown, which is all I needed from him. He, uh, <laughs> Did you have to start him? I started him in Dynasty, yep. Oh, no. I think a, a win against the Cardinals is very impressive for this Dolphins team. He was he was a clear upgrade on anybody else that could have started in that game. So <laughs> pretty 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 good seven points he got me. I, I appreciated it. it I I like kind of like zoned out from football for a couple of days, and then I saw Kalen Balaj scored a touchdown for the Chargers, and I was like, "Wait, what? I thought yeah, he was." I don't know what. What, what happened, happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Justin Jackson was a little more hurt than we, we knew, uh, and then uh, Kalen Balaj had to come in there and you know, split time with Joshua Kelly. Uh, it's a little weird, uh, but uh, Chargers did what they always do, and uh, you know they uh, they lost the game in dramatic fashion. Um, is is this team just cursed? I feel like multiple teams are cursed. Chargers, <laughs> Falcons. I'll throw my Bengals in there as well. But the Chargers just find some way to <clears throat> lose, and it's been years and years and it's like they always have a good team they're always in these close games and find new new ways to lose it's incredible and they change they've changed coaches throughout the year it hasn't all been under anthony lynn people are looking at anthony lynn right now but it's it's been prior to him i mean i remember the the I remember Mike McCoy putting his hand, his face in his hands. That was the, the, the last year of, of him. And I, he, uh, I, I just felt like that just embodied what the Chargers were. They've been years and years of that. And Philip Rivers is now gone. So it's not like, it's just something with the franchise. Like, I don't know if you're, if you're, you might not be a religious person. You might not be a superstitious person. But uh, then, then maybe it's something scientific. Look, somebody, some some scientist someday will come up with the law of why the Chargers suck from this. I mean, at least this one wasn't like some crazy wild scenario. Like he just dropped a pass in the end zone, and the refs called it stupidly. Yeah, still a no, heartbreaker, I... but it's not like that time where. <laughs> Melvin Gordon fumbled it on like the the one yard line or whatever that was. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, I, I need to, that needs to be a pro football jokes article. Just going through all the wild <laughs> hundred page pieces, but <laughs> <laughs> I 
It is just funny to me that like last week when the Broncos clearly like that was a clear touchdown, they called it incomplete <laughs> and changed it to f- over the Chargers. And then this week, like he clearly dropped it and they called it to f- over the Chargers. Yeah, yeah it, it was funny because like I I called it I called it immediately. It was like after the second replay, it was like he, he did not catch that ball. Yeah, like yeah, but it's not conclusive from that replay. I'm like we're we're gonna get a conclusive replay. Just yeah. wait. I mean, there were like two or three more replays. I'm like, maybe they really just don't have the angle. And then then they started showing that last one. I was like, oh, this one's going to show it. And sure enough, it it did. Because, like, you could see the ball in his – in like, there was the second angle where you saw the ball, him just, like, catch it. It looked like a super clean catch, had it tucked away in his arm. And then – but on the first one, you saw that he had to, like, pin to his leg. So I'm like, yeah. something happened in between there. <laughs> That poor, that poor third string tight end. That was yeah, the I mean, offensive play call for the Chargers. Let's I mean, give it what? to the third to... string tight end. And <laughs> I, I, I was telling Alex about this, and I'm, I feel very strongly about this. Anthony Lynn is a good coach. I feel he led them to a thirteen and three season, and I, I don't think any of this is his fault. And this, I promise, this is the last time this podcast I'll use this word. But the Chargers are yet another scrappy team that are just—they're always in. It seems like every single game, and but it's so not, frustrating. They're not scrappy. They're they're just good. I mean, yeah, they're like a very good team. Like I just don't know what their issue is. <laughs> they've got injuries on defense. I mean, you could you could point the blame been... there. But their defense is still solid. It's still a solid defense. It's not good, but like there are so many bad, so many bad NFL defenses, and theirs is just kind of average. Honestly, I have to say this. Can I say something to hopefully help Chargers fans? (laughs) At least you did not have to watch this season of just the boring ass Tyrod Taylor offense. That is true. At least you know that you have a stud in Justin Herbert, and you can watch him carve up defenses week in and week out. You could go on to waste his career as he continues to impress while losing games. (laughs) Oh, don't get me started on wasted careers. Don't get me started. This weekend, this weekend I talked about like five wasted careers. All right. Well, why don't we go to uh, one of the the main ones here, uh, Texans Jags, and I think uh, the Deshaun Watson was one of the first guys you you talked about uh, having his career be wasted. Uh, but he did get the win this week. Uh, the Texans have been able to beat the Jaguars, so that's good for them. Woo! Jake Luton almost got it done, though. Jake uh, Luton almost got it done. Pep, do you uh, like Jake Luton any more than Gardner Minshew? I love him. I love him a lot more than Gardner Minshew. Does he have a mustache? They're both from Washington State. (laughs) Jake Luton seems like a stand-up guy. (laughs) But, yeah, it was really depressing, I think, when Red Zone cut away to that game and you see both teams are 1-6. and You're like, Deshaun Watson is 1-6. and and it's not his fault. Like, sure, he makes some bad throws, but his his coach slash GM, former coach slash GM, 
traded away all of his talent and any chance of having, you know, first round picks to build build around the team. I mean, it's just such a sad thing to watch because Deshaun Watson, sure, he makes a bad throw here and there, but he is such a fun player to watch. And good for Brandon Cooks getting a touchdown. Good for them getting a win. But they're two and six, and I just feel like that's a big injustice. How did they you lose know, the first round picks? <laughs> like, what uh, were the trades? They, they traded for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. How has and he been? He. Uh, He's actually Alex. been pretty good this year, but uh, I mean, it's not not worth it. Like they they could have kept just kept Dwayne Brown years ago, and Dwayne yeah. Brown is still going to Seahawks. Like yeah, uh, and now so, the Dolphins uh, are going to get a, like a top five overall pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's not great. I'm so glad they didn't trade Will Fuller because that would have been a disaster. Six yeah. straight games for the touchdown for. Will Fuller, so. Yeah, Will Fuller has lasted six straight games, and he's got a touchdown. So, you know, maybe the maybe the Texans are on an uprise. Uh, good for Jake with that rushing touchdown, and uh, you know, yeah, Doug Marone being god awful. So. Yeah, I just that's all I have to say about this game. I just just makes me sick to my stomach watching Deshaun Watson on this depleted team. Nice to see DJ Chark get back involved. Yeah, yeah. For fantasy people out there, DJ Chark. He had a very nice game on my bench. Yep, although he did uh, contribute to me losing in our anti-Delaware league to uh, Daniel's girlfriend, so that was uh, not fun. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, How about... uh, Why don't don't we go to this one? Panthers-Chiefs. I don't think any of us expected... (laughs) Panthers to be this competitive, but they were, and all came down to the right leg of Joey Slot. <laughs> it's just, it's weird that we've been in this situation. I know it's at least twice, maybe three times, where the game has come down <laughs> to a record breaking Joey Sly field goal. Um, He's going to get it. I hope he does. I mean, he has. One of the biggest legs in the league, probably the biggest leg in the league. And uh, I was so pissed for the Panthers Saints game. It was right down the middle. I thought he had it. It was just inches shy. And then this one, it had plenty of distance. It like hit the hit the stands almost. It was just too far wide to the right. Um, and yeah, to be honest, that was all I got from this game. That's all I saw from Red Zone. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, there there wasn't a lot of takeaways. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was great in his comeback, but it uh, looks like he's just injured again. So, I, yeah, I did see his shoulder shoulder injury. <laughs> I guess he used up all the uh, injury luck he had last year. That's um, true. We were all like, I, it's crazy that he's lasted this long, and now he just can't get healthy. Yeah, so, uh, so that's... I think... I think my takeaway, I'll just add one more takeaway from the game. Can you, like, is there anybody in the world that hates Teddy Two Gloves? Because he is a darn competitor. I love Teddy. He he really kept them in that game, and he's been making mostly good decisions this season. (laughs) It's it's funny, because I was actually going to bring this up when we talked about the 
the the football team game uh, and your love for Alex Smith, I was just going to be like, yeah, it, it just kind of annoys me that people are just, you know, just love the Alex Smith comeback story, just like they love the, the Teddy comeback story. It's like, all right, it, we get it. They broke their leg. We have to just say it every time we talk about them, like, uh, it's it, it, it's never it's let them forget it, Alex. Even if somebody is like saying like Teddy's not that great, they they have they have to start it with like, well, I love Teddy. It's a great story, <laughs> but he's kind of a shitty quarterback. But nobody um, nobody expected the Panthers to be this competitive. I mean, no, I agree. Maybe Panther, this game I, is a fluke. Maybe this game is a fluke. But I don't no, no, think Panthers, their past few games are a fluke. I love the Panthers. I think uh, Matt Rule is a great coach. They're they're, they're like talk about scrappy teams. This is that's this Panthers team. Yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. they were going to be just like a one fifteen two and four. I mean, maybe not that bad, but I thought they were going to be you know bottom in the league because. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I don't think anybody expected pulling in some like random college coaches would provide these results, but I think Matt Rule and Joe Brady have both shown that they. Along. And I know Joe Brady's had a history with the NFL at the Saints, but still. Yeah, I mean, that rushing touchdown by Teddy this weekend was just, it was awesome. Yeah, and I think Teddy's played well. I think Teddy's played pretty well this year. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't really hate him as much this year. And I, I never hated him, but I just, I just found the, I just found that. I do have to say, I did not know this was even a legal play to have the quarterback in motion before you hike the ball. Didn't know that was a thing. With yeah, you can Patrick have, Mahomes. Was it a touchdown play or they just ran it? I don't remember if they scored on it. in motion as long. I mean, you can only have one person in motion and have it, and, and they can only move backwards. I feel like the Ravens should try to do that with Lamar. And like get him going, like moving before other people do, and then he's just gone. Yeah, that might be an interesting play. And he can't be going forward. That's the only thing. I mean, shit, just get him to the edge. Yeah, yeah, it's not a not a bad, but you gotta time up that that snap. It's a, that's true. It's, they got practices. It's a disaster wait, waiting to happen. Well, yeah, I think the Ravens' offense isn't that great right now, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they, they they might need that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, not much else to take away from Panthers Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs' offense, I feel like it's just stalled a little more often this year than than in past years, but they're still they're still great. Like, it's, I, I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. Just just something to know. It's been kind of a consistent thing this year. I mean. But anyway, let's let's move on to uh, an offense that stalls much more consistently. Uh, Bears Titans uh, is oh, this God. Bears offense like the worst in the league? <laughs> it's agonizing to watch. <laughs> just, it's just agonizing. Terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. And you're like, what's wrong? Like, is there a lack of talent? Yeah. Like they've regressed to, <laughs> they've regressed to the 2013 Jay Cutler offensive line meme where you just may as well not have one, and that's another career that I'm talking about. Even though David Montgomery is in his second year, I think that's a career that's being wasted behind this offensive line. They can't even complete a four yard pass, and they 
before Dave Montgomery even touches the ball, people are in the backfield. I mean, it's just disgusting to watch. It's, it's an absolute travesty in my opinion. And there are people out there already arguing for Mitch Trubisky to start again. That's how dark this is, folks. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a serious thing. And and then you talk about wasted careers. A Rob. I mean, A Rob deserves better. Oh, there are so many people on this team that deserve better. And on the defense, Khalil Mack. Deserves I was about to better. say Khalil Mack's career. I mean, the, uh, there are a lot of people on this team that deserve better. And Jimmy Graham getting 17 fantasy points for whatever last week. Good for him. <laughs> but, you know, that, that converted to what, like zero points? I, I, like, I honestly think the Bears are going to go 5-11. and 11. Yeah, that's very possible. They might not win another game. Uh, we all Titans, knew it was coming. <laughs> Titans defense had just been awful up to this point. I mean, they can't get a pass rush to save their life. And I guess that it might have been a plus that they didn't have Clowney or Vicky Sleek as they cut Vicky's Clowney was hurt uh, in this game. But I don't know. It's uh, it, it was just a horrific showing by the Bears. And it's just uh, – I, I never thought I would miss Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and I don't. But still, the Bears offense is terrible. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's that's all on that game, right? No, nobody else says anything else. I do not. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Actually, I have one thing. How about okay? It's very small. Uh, shout out to <laughs> De- Deontay Foreman for coming back into the league. Um, honestly, thought he was going to be done, but he's Is carving he out a nice little role. He's not. I let go of him like last year because. <laughs> He had two years of like not playing, and I was like, okay, this dude's just not going to be in the league anymore. But now he's got a a little a little value backing up Derrick Henry. <laughs> I guess probably you can uh, you can pick him back up. I'm sure he's available. Rushing to the waiver wire to <laughs> pick him up, but yeah, sure. Um, let's move on to uh, Ravens Colts. Uh, Remember how uh, the Colts used to be from Baltimore? Yeah, that was a thing. Um, anybody else think the Marcus Peters interception was complete bullshit? I just don't know how they overturned it. How did they review yeah. it and <laughs> say, oh, yeah, there's conclusive evidence. He I was think, juggling uh, the ball for three steps. I think the strategy was for Marcus Peters to, like, uh, distract the refs by fighting somebody or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I almost think like these like catch rule plays just shouldn't be reviewable because usually like what they call initially is just the best call because that's what a catch should be. What what it feels like when it, the plays actually happen, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like the whole like he technically got three feet down, so it's technically an interception. Uh, so I guess that. <clears throat> that counted, but it doesn't really matter because the the Ra- I think the Ravens were in control of this game. I mean, that was like a turning point, but I don't really believe in that too much. I think the Ravens. I mean, was that before or after Philip Rivers tried to tackle someone on his back? That was uh, that was that was after. Okay, because I don't know really if the Colts had any fight left after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All injuries yeah. aside, that might have been the saddest thing I've seen all season. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched I watched Ben DiNucci start for the Cowboys. Oh God. But we won't but go there. Ravens offense still is kind of struggling. So um I don't know. I don't know if this team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, and part of me feels like they're trying to get a feel for which running back is doing the best in the backfield. I mean, they Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, they have JK Dobbins and they're using JK a lot in the passing game. Um, and, and Mark Ingram, it's, it's all a question mark to me. I feel like the Ravens just don't know like which, which ones are RB one. And last year we never knew who their RB one was. I mean, Mark Ingram, of course, took the majority of the snaps, but uh, I mean, who who's there to get those rushing yards and take it off Lamar's back? Because teams are already spying Lamar. You need a running back to, you know, take that pressure off of him. It also feels like all the worries about Lamar from like the beginning of last year about his accuracy feel like they just got delayed to this year. Like he's not making great throws. It's just the placement is just everywhere that it shouldn't be. He doesn't have that connection with Mark Andrews anymore. I just, I don't know what's going on. If he's just gotten into his head again or, or what, but his accuracy just isn't there like it was last year. And it was never that great. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think like it, it, his accuracy issues were just kind of masked last year. Like if you look at the um, metrics, like his, it, it, he actually wasn't that accurate last year, just like mm-hmm. in terms of actual ball placement versus receivers. Um, the advanced stats will tell you he wasn't that accurate. He just he had some like dimes that he throw he would throw, and certainly still can do that. Like they're not always going to be inaccurate, but he he does miss on a lot of throws. Like that's that's just something he does kind of like you know Josh Allen. Uh, I, don't, I don't think quite as much as Josh Allen, although Josh Allen's been a lot better this year, so uh, who knows, might might have might be getting past. Uh, but I, I think it's just an, an issue where last year they were just such a good running team that he just got so many more easy throws uh, and then you could just kind of sprinkle in the tough ones. Yeah, and we've seen MVPs regress here and there, right? Like, yeah, I mean, nobody expected him to repeat what he did last year. Right. And early in the season, we were seeing him connect with Hollywood Brown a lot. Um, just, and now it seems like, <laughs> call me crazy, but Willie Sneed is like making his way up the, the depth chart there. He is picking and it up, especially compared to last year. It, well, they got Dez Bryant now too, so watch out. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's just, uh, as long as they can, you know, keep their heads up in that division then I think they'll be all right. It's a very competitive division. Uh, Bengals included, Reeb. I am not giving up on the Bengals. I appreciate um, it. It's I, as long as they can just keep finding ways to win. I do then, I do just wonder how wide they think their Super Bowl window is with Lamar Jackson. Because like obviously it's a little shorter than somebody like Patrick Mahomes or like appear right. or like a pocket passer that's not completely reliant on their athleticism 
because if last year is the best, like we can all assume last year is probably the best year that Lamar Jackson is going to have. Like, I don't think we'd expect yeah, him to be better than that. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, it's probably a safe assumption, but Greg Roman's offense, I mean, they're running the same offense and I got to wonder, like teams have a lot on tape for this team to prepare for. And everybody's spying Lamar. It does just seem like a more limited type of offense that you can run. Yeah, and you have to remember with, like, uh, Greg Roman ran that offense with Kaepernick for the 49ers, and they were great for a little while, and then things kind of fell apart. So, I mean, I I don't think Lamar is just going to, you know, go into the same situation as, as Kaepernick uh, where he just completely regresses um, but you never know we'll, we'll see uh, I, I, and he's I, definitely a better runner than Kaepernick oh yeah, yeah for sure. absolutely Kaepernick. absolutely and I just it always seems like teams that go heavy with the pistol offense they kind of regress a little bit next year offensively yeah. and we saw that happen with a uh, team name that no longer exists so um, that could be a very cold take. Listeners, you can tweet me at Pro Football Joke and tell me how stupid I am. But that's just my take on it. I mean, I, I, I really think the Ravens will figure it out, and there's no doubt they'll get a playoff spot. Uh, yeah. they're, they're a pretty built-up team. Yeah, and their defense is awesome. Their defense yeah. is just absolutely sick. And um, it's not fair how many turnovers they get. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked enough about the Ravens here. So why don't we move on to uh, a quarterback who is just as good? uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Let's (laughs) talk about the Lions Vikings games and how Kirk led the Vikings to victory. Did he? Yes, it was Kirk. It was all Kirk. Did Kirk Cousins lead the Vikings to victory? I Did think somebody else. He handed off. Yeah, I was about ball. to say he handed it off to Dalvin Cook. He he's like the quarterback that handed it off to Sam McGuffey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I I I hate this Vikings offense honestly because like it, it's the same thing. You know, Kevin Stefanski brought it to to Cleveland as well, like. This offense is good at like masking quarterbacks and trying to play around them with the running game, but like it's terrible for QB development. It just causes your quarterback to regress. Like I think you know Baker's been worse this year. I think Kirk has been worse this year just because they don't get the opportunities that other quarterbacks have. And like the offense can work. We've seen it because Dalvin Cook is awesome. Uh, Nick Chubb is awesome. Kareem Hunt's awesome, but it's hurting these quarterbacks, which is the way you have to win in the NFL. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for Adam Thielen fantasy owners. And then you're like, oh, maybe I should start Irv Smith on the one week he catches like two touchdowns. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. Like, this is Dalvin Cook's team now. Dalvin Cook is basically the quarterback. Yeah. If you got Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team, bravo. 
<laughs> yeah, and so do you guys think Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL right now? He's got a strong argument for it. I would say yes. I would I say know. yes. Absolutely. Who I'd put ahead of him. I mean, Barkley's injured. Caffrey's injured. Zeke is regressed. Between him, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey, I'd say. I'd say Dalvin Cook. I, I would agree. I think it's Cook. I, I think he's clearly the best runner of the group. I mean, McCaffrey and Kamara are definitely better pass catchers. But I think Cook is just the best runner, and he can catch the ball too, obviously. Um, and, and it's I love his running style, how he just he keeps his feet so close together so he can just kind of shift past people, and it's awesome, the little just like shuffle jukes that he has. Uh, it, I, I don't know. He's, he's so much fun to watch. And Kamara, I love Kamara as well, but I, I just don't think he's the, quite the workhorse back that uh, Dalvin Cook is. Yeah, I don't think – like Kamara has – saved the Saints out of a lot of games. But Dalvin Cook has done that times three. <laughs> times four, maybe. <laughs> if you're talking about the game two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt right now. He is he is the man. Yeah. And uh, I, I, we're not even really going to hit on the Lions. Uh, Jem's not here, so uh, we don't have to <laughs> talk about his, uh, his favorite team. I think he'd appreciate um, us not talking about the performance that they put up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so why don't we move on to uh, our favorite team, Pep, uh, the uh, football team. Uh, and we had an injury to the starting quarterback. Kyle Allen had a, uh ankle injury. Uh, it looked very similar to the Dak injury to me. Um, and uh, ended up having your boy, Alex Smith, coming in. Uh, and you were very excited about it. Uh, and Alex Smith did some nice things until the end where he threw two interceptions to lose the game. Um, so uh, what do you make of the Alex Smith performance, Beth? All right. So I wish I brought up the stat, but I want to find out when's the last time a Washington football quarterback passed for 300 yards. Dwayne Haskins did it in his last, his last game. And he was bragging about it, even though it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not good. Ignore that one. <laughs> All right. So one of his three interceptions, J.D. McKissick fell down, unfortunately. Went straight into a Giants defender's hand. Um, his last two picks uh, reminded me a little bit of Kirk uh, back when he was the football team's quarterback, where he just kind of hesitated a little bit and and – you know, just waited a little too much through the picks, uh, but but got us back in the game, really. I mean, it, it was an ugly game to start with. Um, so I'm, I, I really am excited to see Alex Smith and Scotty Turner's offense because I can't think of a better quarterback that can dink and dunk like Alex Smith can. And, <sighs> uh, and, and that's not a joke. I mean, I... I, truly I know think that, you know, <laughs> I, know. I, I have started to be a non-believer in Scotty Turner's offense, but if Alex Smith runs it, I do have some faith in that. Um, I, on the I other love, side. I love the uh, Scotty Turner offense, honestly. I think he's done a great job with you know what, what he has. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're getting our 
few playmakers involved a lot, but McClure and Antonio Gibson and, and J.D. McKissick. Uh, and it's a lot of just short passes to them combined with uh, you know, a few downfield passes to Terry and Cam Sims making some plays in this one, uh, which was fun to see. Don't forget uh, Isaiah Wright. Yeah, Isaiah Wright. Uh, he, he takes mostly short passes too, but uh, he's a, he's a punt returner. You know, he can make plays in space. I like the, I like those, uh, I like that ability. I just would like to see a little more downfield passing, and we got a little downfield passing from Alex Smith. So I I am optimistic about the turn this team has taken. I don't really know if Alex Smith is an upgrade over Kyle Allen, but maybe can be. So. So congrats, Sim, on that. That's quite the accomplishment. Those are fighting words. I'm going to have to hit you with the nerf sword after this podcast. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the other side of the football for the football team. Uh, you know, Chase Young has kind of hit a cold streak lately. I, I always watching for him and seeing how he's rushing. And uh, just didn't seem like he was generating that much pressure. I think Ryan Kerrigan still remains our best uh, edge rusher on the team. I don't know, Monta Sweat has been awesome, I think. Uh, I think Monta Sweat has been our best edge rusher. With, I, I think Chase Young's probably still dealing with, with an injury or something because, yeah, you're right. He has, he has just kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, Did he get in double team more? No, he went up against uh, the Andrew rookie. Thomas, uh, right? Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas. And Andrew Thomas has sucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Young is just a little banged up. Uh, but I'm, I'm not worried about him. He's, he's a stud. He'll he'll get back back on track. Uh, but the, yeah, the defense has like been not quite as good as I'd hoped it would be. Um, it's still it's not bad by any means. Um, but you know, letting the Giants they, they went they went up and down the field for, for for the first half of this game, and then then we we were able to get them get some pressure and get some stops, but. Uh, definitely not quite you know, what I expected from, from them after that week one performance. Um, but I, I still think there's a lot of good things ahead for this defense. Um, the offense I'm a little more concerned about, but we got some nice young pieces in Terry. And I'm upset you all did not mention the secret weapon of the football team offense. Logan Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, Our emergency quarterback that would perform better than Dwayne Haskins. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, it is so funny to me that Ron Rivera, just what he has to say about Dwayne Haskins at almost every press conference and how he said that Dwayne uh, watching Alex Smith start is going to be a good experience for him because he'll see how a real quarterback prepares for the games. <laughs> oh my God. How passive aggressive can you be? Oh, a real quarterback. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Telling Dwayne, like, oh, yeah, Dwayne needs to see how a real quarterback preps for the game. And my takeaway is it's a little bit of a FU to Dan Snyder because the reason we took Haskins was because Snyder stepped in and he was like, well, my son went to college with him, so let's draft Dwayne Haskins. Is that the backstory? <laughs> Like, that's pretty much the story. Oh, my God. And I'm not going to um, name sources because I don't feel like it right now. But <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened. And oh. Dan Snyder was 
ready to trade up to pick six uh, before the Giants to get Dwayne Haskins. They took Daniel Jones. Um, I don't know why we're talking about Dwayne Haskins anymore. Um, yeah, let's move on to. Uh... Yeah, let's just move on. Alex Smith <laughs> is the man. Sure. Uh, let's move on to a uh, game you watch, Reeve, I know, uh, and uh, another backup quarterback who uh, came in and uh, played pretty well uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, Garrett Gilbert um, almost got that win over the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Reeve, I know you were uh, enjoying watching the Steelers lose, but couldn't quite, <laughs> quite manage it. Yeah, I mean... I don't know if the Cowboys just seem to move. They move the ball much better than I expected. It just, they seem to stall out. Um, couldn't get touchdowns when they needed them. And, you know, you kind of had to expect at some point the Steelers would claw their way back into it. Um, and Big Ben on, you know, two, I don't even know what is going on with his body, but his knees, <laughs> like <laughs> he could barely walk. And then as soon as the ball snapped, he's like, all right, let me just plant and turn this knee. Like I'm fine. And then limp <laughs> up to the next play. Um, yeah. I mean, what can you say? The Steelers feels like three games in a row. The game's come down to a, a defensive stop from a ball being thrown into the end zone. Where they would have lost, and yeah, top two I, defense I, there. It is a top two defense. I just <laughs> you got to wonder when playing down to the competition is going to bite them, because the offense does not look great. Maybe this week against the Bengals. Fingers crossed. <laughs> do you guys uh, think? Do you guys just think Ben Roethlisberger was just like born with like? Three injuries. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it born with a knee injury, shoulder injury. Every Bengals fan that injury. I've that I've seen believes that he's just pretending, or he's kind of playing up the injury so that the media makes it seem like he's tough and he plays through injuries when he's really just like not that hurt. Yeah, that. This was Ben Roethlisberger as a kid. He would like get a paper cut and be like, "Ah, I was gashed, but I can <laughs> I can keep going. Don't worry, mom. I'll still make it to school. Don't worry, I can get through it for the team." Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> was the type of kid to go to sleep with his hair wet so he'd wake up with a fever, so he didn't have to go. <laughs> he'd be like, "No, mom, I'm fine. I can make it." School is the most it. important thing. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, props to Garrett Gilbert. Um, I think we all found out that Ben DiNucci was not the answer. Um, <laughs> did not look prepared, but I guess that's what you got to expect from like a sixth, seventh round pick from JMU, who pro- I would say with a fair amount of certainty didn't think he was going to be playing <laughs> in an NFL game this year. Um, so his head probably had to be rushing and then to get a PFF grade of like, mid twenties. Uh, I think they were, they were smart to, to go to the, the seasoned vet Garrett Gilbert, who's in, what was he in the AAF? AAF Orlando Apollo's leading passer, leading touchdown passer, leading Heck? passer yeah. in yards. Yeah. He was literally the only good quarterback in the AAF. 
So. What? What about the it's, dude? What was the, uh, what was his name? He's on the Panthers now. That was uh, in the XFL. Oh, oh my goodness! What I and forgot? They're different. They're different leagues. Yeah, two <laughs> leagues that both flopped after one year. Yeah. <laughs> one was about to be successful, and then one lost because they had no money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's. It's just a terrible coaching decision by Mike McCarthy. I think he's coaching these Cowboys terribly. And the fact that he had Ben DiNucci above Garrett Gilbert on the depth chart is pretty telling uh, how he's coaching this team. Uh, Who's the young man from uh, uh, Notre Dame that was drafted by the uh, Browns in the second round that they traded to the Packers? Uh, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. What position? quarterback oh Deshaun Kaiser yeah yeah this is this is the guy Mike McCarthy started in Green <laughs> Bay when Aaron Rodgers was hurt so I yeah. mean <laughs> there, there's a lot of coaching problems with the Cowboys and I'll, I'll just leave it at that that's personally I think he's a one and done I can see Jerry Jones just getting fed up with how incompetent they've looked this year and just I mean, it, it, they did fire. lose Dak, and uh, to be fair, their defense has played a lot better these past two games. So maybe... And now Diggs is injured. Woo! <laughs> Out for maybe like six they're weeks. turning a corner on defense. You're kidding. Just in time for their offense yeah. to suck. He broke a bone in his foot. He's talking about Trayvon Diggs. Not, not oh. Stephon Diggs. Trayvon oh. Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Gave me a heart attack. So sorry. Also, I like what is up with Zeke? What is going on? It's the offensive line. It's a clear regression of the offensive line right now. Uh, it just like, and you know, defenses are ready for that. They're ready for a backup quarterback to not be able to do the do the yeah. job. I mean, I it, mean, it, it's almost not even startable in fantasy anymore. I literally forgot to put him in my lineup, and it didn't matter. You know who got one point to him? J.D. McKissick. Oh, yeah, dude. I I think uh, it's – I mean, he definitely looks slower, too. I I think it's just a product of getting so many carries. At, well, they're at trying to involve him in the passing game, and he's got bricks for hands, apparently. <laughs> he drops, like, every screen pass. Yeah, honestly, like, Tony Pollard kind of looks better than him right now. He does. Yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard looks really Tony good. Pollard. I think he probably missed it by like two points last week in fantasy. I, I started him in dynasty. That's how depleted my team is. They're definitely <laughs> sharing the workload a little more. And Tony Pollard just looks faster. He looks like he's running harder. Yeah. Well, time comes for us all except for Frank Gore. Uh, so why don't we go to Frank Gore's team in the last game of the weekend, the Monday night football the thrilling matchup of Patriots Jets and uh, thought the Jets might have gotten their first win, but they just couldn't. That was rough to watch. It was. Nick yeah. Folk revenge game. Yeah, hit, the, hit the game winner. It was it was intense. The Jets had complete control of this game. Joe Flacco looked great in the first half. Uh, just dropping dimes to 
Rashad Perriman and Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims looked really good. Uh, off the Jets looked like a real real life offense. Um, but I was just thinking this might be like worst case scenario for Jets fans. Like I guess the one silver lining is that they kept that they lost, so they're still in position to have the number one pick. Still but, can get Trevor. <laughs> but they can't. They they weren't able to beat the Patriots. Um, which you know their division rival. I feel like that would have been a great moment for Jets fans just to stick it to the Patriots and kind of put that nail in the coffin of the Patriots season. That you know, if they lose to the Jets, that it's just a disastrous season for the Patriots. <laughs> right now, it's still not looking good for them. But uh, at least they at least they were able to take care of the Jets. But also the fact that Joe Flacco looked better than Sam Darnold has at all this year. So. That's really just not good for looking forward for the future of Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, I think it further solidifies that they're probably going to try to trade Sam Darnold, see what they can get for him, and then just go with Trevor first overall. But it really did. It really did feel like this should have been the game that the Jets were going to win. I mean, there's a time like when the Patriots were driving, Jets got it to fourth down. We're going to hold the Patriots to a field goal. And then they had 12 men on the field, give the Patriots a new set of downs. And you're like, okay, maybe the momentum has shifted. But then they held them to a field goal still. You're like, okay, if they can get away with a mental mistake like that, maybe this is their night. Yeah. And it was not. J.C. Jackson. It was not. Had to, no nights are the nights for the Jets. Apparently so. <laughs> The story of the 2020 Patriots is the quarterback power. The quarterback power. They just keep pounding Cam into that freaking defensive line. Josh McDaniels has nothing else. He has Jacoby Myers, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing yeah. else other than that. That's because Cam never sets his feet back. if he does a drop back. Yeah. And I noticed that so often. too. Like it, it hasn't been good since you know early part of the year, uh, like the very beginning of the year. I think it's uh, you know they had a bunch of starters opt out. They don't really have any talent in the front seven. Um, it's it's rough. It seems just not good. <laughs> I I don't think it's rough. I think it's time. Well, yeah, it's just I mean time. that. I think Patriots fans are, are have had enough success yeah. for yeah. multiple people's lifetimes. Um, won three of the past five Super Bowls. You're due <laughs> for a rebuild, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it lasts as long as the rebuild for our team. So. <laughs> the Bengals have been rebuilding since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> What, you're still uh, recovering from Achilles Smith? Yeah. <laughs> I never All watched right, him well, play, but that was a sad story. <laughs> when, he, when he came to the league. So we're, he was, what, 1999, I think. So Achilles Smith. What, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually know. Like, he just tore his ACL or something, and ACL recovery back then, just like wasn't great. He just he sucked. Oh, yeah, he that what happened? 
He wasn't yeah. good at football. Uh, why am I thinking? Why am I thinking of a running back that like got injured? Maybe that's another just terrible Bengals John draft Carter. story. Maybe. Probably like Rudy Jones also... or something. I think it was. Uh, you think Dejana Carter? Um, oh, that sounds that sounds right. Whatever. Let's move on. Let's uh, we talk. Went, hit through all the games. We're just uh, kind of a long pod. So let's let's get into overreactions here. Uh, so we will start with uh, Reed. You got your overreaction this week? <laughs> I do. And if oh wow, um, if Jack has. <laughs> decided to listen through all one hour and 10 <laughs> minutes of this podcast. He'll, he'll probably be a little mad with me, but so from the experiment that we did, I don't know how long ago it was at this point, about a month ago, making our Washington Bengals lions team. And yeah. he was adamant that Matthew Stafford should be the starter. Um, my overreaction is that, I think it should be Burrow. I think Burrow is better than Matthew Stafford right now. Yeah, I I don't think that's crazy. I think Burrow's probably had the better season. Yeah, I would rather have Burrow leading this amalgamation of rather than Matthew Stafford. And again, I am would sorry, you- Jack, but it's true. Re- would you rather have just going forward? Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? No, oh, Joe Burrow by far. Cool. I love Lamar Jackson, but I am very happy with Joe Burrow. I've been thinking about this like for the Bengals right now. I don't know who I'd rather have than Joe Burrow. Like obviously Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but I don't know who else. Russell Wilson, you gotta have. I mean, like going forward, like I don't Still, know if the Bengals. I mean, you got like. You I don't got, think like, the Bengals be good like, enough. Years, Russell Wilson. Well, I guess that's that's fair. Yeah. It's not like, not crazy. Like for the Redskins, no, not the Redskins. For the Washington Football Team, I'm sorry. For the football team, <laughs> let's say you guys have Burrow. For right now, who would you rather have over Burrow? Uh, I would I would take Patrick Holmes, obviously. I would I would still take Russell Wilson. Granted, I think um, your rebuild is a little further along. Like your defense is actually good. I would for sure take Deshaun Watson. Okay. Uh, and I I think I might take Justin Herbert too. I disagree, but I understand it. Justin Herbert's so much fun to watch. like. Bur- I I don't think it's crazy to take Burrow. I think just in terms of their personalities, Burrow is what the Bengals needed. Like the Bengals needed someone who's a little like cocky and very confident in himself. While Justin Herbert is kind of the more reserved quarterback. Yeah. I might take Kyler too. Yeah. But yeah, I think you can definitely put Burrow in that mix with, with like Kyler and Justin Herbert. I, I don't think it's, Easy to take them over those two. And I know I've now jinxed Joey Burrow, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to break both of his kneecaps this weekend. 
And I'll have to suffer through Ryan Finley for the rest of the year. So fingers crossed yeah. that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, nobody wants to watch Ryan Finley. Nobody so. does. All right, Pep, you got an overreaction? All right, so I'm going to call this 1.5 overreactions because <laughs> I think we talked about this earlier in the podcast. Um, I just – I think this – Kirk Cousins is in his last year of his contract, correct? Uh, he's still got a they, – they extended him, so he's got, he's got more. Has he been at Minnesota that long? He only got a three-year deal. Uh-oh. So, um, I just they they extended him. I uh, don't exactly how long, but I think they can get out of it after this year if they. Well, it's it's just sad to watch with uh, Kirk Cousins and his regression year after year after year, and the whole Vikings team really. Um, but I think this is Dalvin Cook's team now, and Kirk Cousins is a handoff quarterback. Um. That's just my take, and I, I just don't think Kirk Cousins will uh, – he's made a lot of money, but he is not the one to lead this team to victory uh, as they wanted him to. Do you think – what do you think the chances are he gets, ends up traded to the 49ers? Uh, that's fun. That's a fun one to contemplate, and what would they give up for him? I, I doubt they'd have to give up too much, uh, just because you know he has a big contract and, and they have the cap. Yeah, and they could. I think they can get out of the Jimmy G deal uh, or trade him or something. And you know Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins to start, I think. Um, but Jimmy G just played so well that they had to had to keep him. So I don't know. Could be could be a fun idea. That could be a fun idea. All right, now my overreaction for the night. The true one. I think Alex Smith leads the Washington football team to a 6-2 and two record and wins the division. That would be awesome. 6-2 and two record. That's what he, what he did uh, last time he was uh, starter for the Exactly. The exactly. <laughs> I know he can do it. I believe in him, and with him, I believe in Scotty Turner's offense, and I just finally feel like a football team fan again, which I haven't felt in over two years. So that is my overreaction, folks. Alex Smith, keep the faith, everybody. Keep the faith. All right. All right, my overreaction uh, is about this – the Saints win over the Bucks, um, but it's actually it's actually about Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis Winston just won the week, won the won football because he had the best joke of of the season uh, by eating a W and behind Drew Brees uh, got got the win. Just I, I just I loved it. Uh, I know. I, People who, who are going to take jabs at him being like, oh, yeah, great job just kneeling down. Uh, no, he, he made the great joke. That's what we're all about here at Pro Football Jokes. He understands that his speech was a complete meme. Uh, 
and just uh, just took a shot at his former team right there. Amen. Uh, Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a great <laughs> overreaction. Thank you. We're all about the jokes here. Uh, Jameis Winston had the best one of the week. Congratulations. We appreciate jokes, and we get them. As always. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you made it through all one hour and 17 minutes of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but I thought it was a good one. A good one, guys. Uh, so for Pep, the Chep, Reed, the unpaid inter, and I am your host, the freaking beast himself. Uh, thanks for listening. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness. Enthusiasm. Yeah.